am your host B Garner and joining me today uh, we've got some great guests. Well we've got one guest. It's Ryan. Joining Hi. us again. We've got Robin here. Yeah. Our favourite Australian in the entire world, Doug. Hi everyone. The BAFTAs is happening. Crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Really quickly. Oh my gosh. I it's just like I I just looked the other day on my calendar and I was like, oh, Wait a second. So soon? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, I, every year I think, right, I'm going to do the red carpet this year. I'm going to try, try and get some interviews and some press. Uh, and then I'll be like, right, so I'll just see. Oh, it's tomorrow. Not, <laughs> so, so I'm not doing it. You know, it's like, it didn't seem like a year ago that I asked, said to you, we should do it. Yeah, it's I like, know. And now it's like, so. I'm excited, actually. I, I, pref- I know. This, this might upset a few people, but I prefer the BAFTAs to the Oscars. Especially mm. this year. Yeah, I was going to say, this year would be the one year where you can say that and get probably get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's because I'm British, and I just like the fact that the British film gets some attention for a night. Yeah, I mean, the for years I've thought we've... Uh become a, a good estimate of, of where the academy are going to go sometimes they're kind of copycat but also the british there's a few couple of like british categories exclusively which is really good um because some films there that never even get to to america or wherever it's worth them being shouted out and the short films as well um should we go through the categories now mm-hmm. yeah 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 Ooh. okay well Best films, um, the nominations are Black Landsman, The Favourite, <coughs> Green Book, um, no. sorry, it's clearing my throat there, uh, Roma, and A Star is Born. So. Yeah, it's, it seems to be that everyone says, the, well, everyone, The Favourite is the favourite. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but if it does win, this is what I wanted to ask you. Are people going to start taking it seriously with the Academy Awards, finally? Or does does BAFTA not mean anything when the favourite is concerned? But if Roma wins, do, do you know what I mean? Is the favourite now going to be taken seriously, finally, as an Academy Award contender, if it wins? Yeah, no. I, I, I don't think it's going to be taken cons- considerably um, favourable. Uh, if it wins here by the Academy. Um, I just think that we're too far into the race already as it is, and we've, we we kind of know what the players are going to be. It seems to be a, a Roma versus a Green Book. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just threw up my, my mouth a little bit. Um, but with the possibility at the Oscars of Black Klansman being the one that could upset, um, I think obviously the favorite... Um, is one of the two or three top-tier films in here that I, I really loved. Uh, Black Klansman would be, uh, you know, is my favorite film out of the bunch, followed by Roma, and then the favorites really close by. Um, I'm, I'm, we're all not a fan of Green Book. I don't, I don't know how um, we continuously are talking about that in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, but then there's A Star Is Born, obviously, as well, and that one just kind of seemed to be the the filler of this award season. Um, I think it would be, uh, it would be nice if the favorite got rewarded for something because it just felt like it's been very forgotten when we've talked about critics choice and the guilds and, um, golden globes, 
but beyond um, beyond barring a miracle, I actually think this is going to go to Roma, and it's going to closely solidify Roma as the front runner. And uh, barring all of this controversy that's happened this past week between the smear campaigns of both Green Book and Roma, I still think Roma is going to come out on top when it's all said and done. Yeah. Doug. Yeah, well, I think if the favourite does win, which would be fantastic, I think a lot of people are just going to instantly dismiss that as, well, it's a British film, it's the BAFTAs, that, that's why it's won, and it doesn't mean anything for the Oscars. Um, and I suppose we saw last year that three billboards won, and that didn't really mean anything at the end of the day for the Oscars. So I think, yeah, people are quick to dismiss the BAFTAs. It's, it's great headlines, especially in the sort of last weeks of voting but i don't know if it can particularly change the game for things but i you know you would rather win than lose obviously it gives you a lot of great press but mm. yeah i don't i don't know if it would particularly change the game too much for the favorite but i yeah i do agree that if if roma does win here particularly against a british film that certainly speaks volumes for for its best picture chances at the oscars well, I think the thing about, you have to remember, too, about the BAFTAs as versus the Oscars is the preferential ballot for Best Picture mm. over at the Oscars. Mm. And so, um, as much as uh, Lanthimos, I love The Favorite. I think it's a, you know, one of his best films. Um, and I don't even think of it, you know, in terms of just, you know, being this British film to me is how it's going to play on a preferential ballot as it could play at, you know, just straight ups, uh, ballots here at BAFTAs. I think it's going to play real well. Obviously it's nominated for best, you know, you know, it's nominated for almost everything. It seems like here at this (laughs) award show and and it deserves to be because it is one of the best films of the year. But when it on a preferential ballot, I can see it placing a lot lower than things like Roma or, uh, Black Klansman, or even for some people, and I know this is baffling, but Green Book, it, it, it'll be higher up there because Lanthimos mm. is a little, is a little, you know, it, out there for a lot of people's taste, and of course, Green Book is a very safe film, so um, you know, it could get in those three or four spots as opposed to um, the favorite could be in those five or six spots on the preferential ballot. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think well, even if people like myself, it's not my favorite film of the year, but if I was to pick my admiration for that film, I'd probably put it at number two, number three, mm. and that's going to mm. serve it serve it really well. It's not going to get hardly. It's not. We're not going to say any, but it's not going to get a lot of number eight votes. You know, so you know. You're right. That nobody's going to dislike the favorite, and it's the only film perhaps that hasn't had any kind of backlash but yeah put mm-hmm. it five six because uh, i didn't quite get it and it's not as accessible it's weird and yeah, yeah and it's yeah. weird it's lanthimos it's uh you know the some people and i'm not saying that this is me but they could be confused by the the sex within the film and then the, the the dancing numbers and the comedy and then the <laughs> ending is not a you know it's it's a pretty last five minutes of that film is like really out there and that's when you get that Lanthimos style that you know I think we've all loved and appreciated uh, over his last uh, couple films and so um, it doesn't play well to just a generalized body and so when you have something so bland as Green Book come (laughs) in there 
and be, you know, kind of, oh, don't, oh, we feel good. Oh, a white guy taught a black guy how to feel good about himself and, and how to be African-American. And, and it is so stupid. And it's, it's his like, own letters. Uh. yeah, he can write his own letters. Isn't that hilarious? You know what I mean? They're helping each other. No, it's not. I mean, and what's was so telling to me is that when I saw Green Book, I was it was Thanksgiving night, and I was with my wife, and we're like, well, let's just get this thing over with. And we were sitting in the theater, and I mean, like, Green Book's not a terrible film. It's not like the worst film I've ever seen. That would be probably Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, but um, but it, there's just problems with it when, when you watch it and when you think about it. Kind of like Three Billboards. There's problems when you start dissecting and picking it apart. And then, of course, all the stuff behind the scenes for Green Book doesn't help it either. But when it was playing in the audience, my entire audience walked out of there. And I was looking at everyone's faces. And they were happy. And they were they excited. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. ate it up. And I was just sitting mm -hmm. there going, Oh crap! <laughs> I, mean, so I I kind of saw this coming for the longest time, and I mean, it did win the audience award at Toronto, yeah. the international festival. So that was that's very telling. As and as much as like you know, Black Klansman, which is this great film from Spike Lee, return to form. Obviously, it's political messages as well as its messages you know can hit not just in the United States but what's going on around the world with countries and leaders. Uh, rising up around this idea of hate and divisiveness. And I think it can ring home more than just being on an American scale. I think also, too, it does play a lot into Charlottesville. It does play a lot into American Trumpian politics that I think could set a lot of people off. It's obviously also Spike. And Spike can be very divisive, even though he's been the nicest guy on the planet this Oscar season. So we really seen a lot of weird things happen. You know, Spike be nice and, you know, Peter Farrelly actually make a decent movie, I guess. And then it leads kind of to Roma, in my opinion, just for the fact that, you know, it, I hate saying that it's a safe choice, but it's also the best choice. You know, it's, 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 it's the right choice. It's the most critically acclaimed. Um, everyone loves Roma. No one said a bad thing about it. They just don't love Netflix, though. That's the only hurdle it really has to overcome, you know, that which is ridiculous at the end of the day because it, it's the future and you need to embrace it and it doesn't matter where the film has come from and who's produced it. It shouldn't matter. It, it's about the, the content and what's there on the screen, whether that's a big screen or a small screen. But I know it has that stigma that, that particularly the older members of the Academy just don't understand... That, that that's the way things are moving towards. And I, there's a lot of resistance. I, I, I'm sure it was Pete Hammond from Deadline who, who reported that people were putting Roma at eight purely because of its attachment to Netflix, which is insanity. But I can, I can absolutely picture people doing that, of saying, thinking I need to send a message that we, we need to retain the old-school theatrical mentality of, of cinema going. So we have to shun Netflix whenever we can yeah. so i could i could see that that to me is it's even the, the the hurdles of being a foreign language film that's in black and white I, I i don't think those are as big a hurdle as the netflix tag attached to it yeah someone had to put their foot in the water and say no we're gonna put this on netflix but they also caved and they put it in a lot of theaters uh, in America, and they put it with uh, 35 millimeter prints uh, in New York and in mm. a lot of places there in screenings. And uh, I know that uh, there's been a problem, of course, um, with 
uh, Best Picture showcases here where they show all the nominees. And AMC and Regal, the cinemas out here, they are not showing it because they don't have a deal in place mm. uh, with Netflix. And that could hurt it, you know, especially if, you know, there's a last-minute voter that goes and sees it there, which would be mm. crazy to go see it at, like, a Best Picture showcase <laughs> with everyone. Um, but the films that it, those mean, that showcases Netflix are... subscription, though. I know. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're going to go back home and be like, what am I going to bloody do now? And the grandson's like, you've got Netflix, granddad. (laughs) You know, it's right there. You put it on, it's there. It's black and and white films, don't you, granddad? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just think the problem with it is, is too, is is changing that mindset. And I think that they're Mm. slowly doing that. I mean, um, it's, they're going to be around. For a long time, Netflix. Yeah, uh, they they campaign yeah. the hell out of this thing. They've done a lot better than I I could have ever imagined. And and but we're not talking about a Star is Born, which is crazy. Um, because back in October we were talking about that that thing was going to win the whole thing, and that's you know that thing is dead. <laughs> that thing is gone. Mm. A, a star was born then died. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, you know, ninety-nine people don't believe in you, you know, but one does, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, then they that forget only about one you. person voted for you, and the ninety-nine didn't. And that, you know? and that's Sean Penn. So. <laughs> oh God, yeah, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Last thing I will say is well, that the Quran is obviously big in the UK with, with a couple of the films he's made there. Yeah. we've mentioned. Uh, and and he's so not, not offensive in any way, you know. He's not. He don't put a foot wrong. He's a nice guy. He's so mm. humble. You know, it, he's gonna probably walk to the best director prize. Both. But um, yeah, let's let's crack on with with Bianca. What do you want to do next? Well, let's go to outstanding British film, and the nominees are Beast, uh, Bohemian <coughs> Crap City. Uh, sorry, um, I've got a lot of. A really bad cough today. Um, <laughs> we've got the favourite McQueen, Stan and Ollie, and you were never really here. And out of all of those, I mean, obviously, I think the favourite's probably going to walk away with it. But I am maybe a dark horse would be Beast because I thought that was a very good film, very slick, very dark. Mm went to places I wasn't expecting and two amazing central performances. Uh, but I don't know, I, you were never really here. I mean, it feels like that film went came out ages ago now. And I mm. think that kind of has, would, you know, possibly mean that it, it would be kind of forgotten about. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think Stan and Ollie's got it personally speaking i like that film but it was just very safe uh and very sort of cute but it didn't really do much and i i do like the mcqueen documentary i thought that was very good but i don't know how likely it is the documentary will win no it's, it's, it's a really diverse bunch of films um i think general consensus is the favorite's going to win but the the Dark Horse or the spoiler is Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody has a chance. Um, I just think you just need to just stop now with this. I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Bianca. I think you were never really here, but it like premiered in camp, you know, nearly two years ago now. But 
but it's good that it's still not going away. Um, it'd be a good way to reward a woman, but I don't, I don't think that's how they vote. I agree with you, the favourite's going to win, but the but Beast it is a real strong dark horse, I think. It's it's a lot of people talking about it, and it's, you know, it's, it's sort of everywhere at the minute. I wasn't giving Bohemian Rhapsody a chance until they did this take Brian Singer off the nomination stunt. I'm... I know a lot of people have said this on Twitter that they, I mean, it's kind of conspiracy theory territory, but that, that, that it has actually won, that they are aware of the winners and they're trying to save face before the ceremony because they don't want to announce it as the winner and have his name be up there on the screen as one of the recipients. Uh, and like, and that's, I, from what I've, I've seen other people say is, well, no, they don't know the winners until the day and that, that, that can't be possible. But it, it gives me pause to think, well, uh, are they honestly worried that it is either they know that it's winning or they are genuinely worried that it's going to win and that's why they've taken his name off? At the very last minute, they've taken his name off. They didn't do this from the start. They've only done that now, which would potentially suggest that there is, you know, hints of it having a lot of support in this category to actually win, which would be, a, as we all agree, would be a travesty, particularly in a category with the favourite. And, and with, well, any of those other nominees, really. But I could see it happening and film Twitter going into implosion <laughs> mode if that does happen. Well, I think they, they just, you know, they, they, when they announce the, when they announce the nominees as well, the names will probably be on mm. the screen. I don't know if they read them out. But mm-hmm. So I think they're just covering the tracks. I, I see your theory. I, I don't think it has a chance. Um, I but if not. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I'd like to think I'm not <laughs> a fellow British... well i mean we all sat here a couple months ago and we didn't think that the hollywood ford and press which are a crazy kooky bunch of people to begin with would give bohemian rhapsody any big awards and Mm. um and then we didn't think bafta would nominate it and then we didn't think that rami malek would be in the driver's seat for best actor and Mm. we didn't think all these Dumb, dumb things would then occur. We didn't think the Atlantic piece would come out. We didn't think Rami Malek's half-ass response would come out as well. Um, so we didn't see all this coming. Actually, I'm just being facetious. Well, I really saw most of that <laughs> outrage coming after those wins. And we're going to continue some outrage because I actually think Bohemian Rhapsody is going to win this. Um, I, I do believe that they are trying to save face. Usually most places do that when they try to say stuff like this. Um, I think that they don't have confidence within their voters not to vote for something like The Favorite or Beast. Or even something like Stan and Ollie, which is a really, you know, just a really fun, innocent film. And, and you know, deserves it a hell of a lot more than Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a mess. And the more and more you dive into that story from the beginning, I mean, I've known about this troubling film since Sasha Baron Cohen was on Howard Stern talking about the script. And how the original script was supposed to have Freddie die halfway through and be basically a pat on the back to the rest of the members of Queen. And that's why he never signed on to play Freddie Mercury. And that being said, they changed it. Of course, they brought on Brian Singer. If you read that Atlantic piece, it really puts this entire film and this cast into a prospectus that is not very good. It sounds like they all just signed on. They knew in some ways, because there's no way you don't know about something like this. And and they basically went along for the ride and waited for Singer to self-implode. I don't buy that Rami Malek was the savior that everyone's playing him out to be to get Singer out of there. He signed on. 
He knew what he was getting himself into. And when, by the way, that Live Aid performance that everybody loves so much was the first thing they shot with Brian Singer. Yeah. So that's yeah. his work right there. That little great thing that pep in your step when you're walking out of there. Remember, Brian Singer directed that. Um, mm-hmm. And so, um, and I understand that the guy that did Rock, that's doing Rocket Man which I hope and pray they don't destroy that film. Uh, it did all the editing and everything, but that's beside the point when you have the director with all these allegations and they don't want to speak about it. And yet they want to win all these awards. You're then culpable in it. In my opinion, you're, you're, you're saying that it doesn't matter to speak out against this. It doesn't matter to talk about it. We'll, we'll maybe we'll release press statements after we've won our Oscars. And I think that that's dirty, and that's a really dirty move. Um, and also, too, when you read the comments, uh, just like regular people, and the trance that, you know, like the spell that this movie has casted over everyone, <laughs> um, in terms of, well, of course, well, Brian, you know, it's 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 like they're making all excuses, like, well, Brian Singer, of course, he was gone, and they brought in that other guy, so that's how movie working works. No, that's the most simplistic version of movie making. <laughs> Ever in that, oh, they just replaced a guy because he stopped coming or they kicked him out. No, 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 no. They were in the shoot for months. They knew what they were doing, and yet they filmed it, and all he did was go in the editing room and put it, put this jumbled up puzzle together horribly, by the way, in some of the worst editing I've ever seen. And we're giving this... Yeah, and yeah. just asked the Academy because they nominated it. And that being said, Yorgos Lanthimos is going to get... Completely shafted, I think, in, in, in my opinion. I, I can't wait to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. Should we move on? <laughs> <laughs> Poor the favorite, by the way. Poor yeah. the favorite. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll yes. um, okay, well, leading actress. The nominations are Glenn Close for The Wife, Lady Gaga for his, uh, Star is Born, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Olivia Coleman for The Favourite, and Viola Davis for Widows. Oh, it's, a t- it's tough. I mean, I know everybody's saying Glenn Close, but there's a, I personally think, I, I thought McCarthy's performance was amazing in Can You Ever Forgive Me. I thought she was yeah, really good. And I really liked her. I thought this was a, you know, considering the last thing I saw her in was the uh, happy town, but ha- happy time. I can't even remember the thing with the. I blocked it out. The puppets. The puppet movie. Mm. The puppet. The puppet movie that I I had to go get therapy for. Um, <laughs> I thought I think she everybody good. feels the same way. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, Olivia Coleman, of course, you know, I love her. You know, she's just like such a great actress, and I'm so glad to see her sort of gets the recognition that she deserves. She's been in a lot of British TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to see her, um, but I didn't realize it was her, and I got too shy to go and say hello. Uh, but I was in like really close distance to her. That's my. You know, brush for celebrity there. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? What, what do you think? Well, she's won a couple of BAFTAs before for her TV work, yeah. so clearly, yeah. clearly they they love her, and she's obviously now is getting recognition worldwide. But she's been very beloved by you know British audiences for a number of years. So I would I would tend to think she's going to win. I mean, 
we we seem to think that Glenn Close has the Oscar in the bag, but in terms of the British awards, I think it just it just seems more likely to go to Olivia Coleman. But I yeah, I, it's it'll be interesting to see which way they go because I think often there are a couple of acting wins at the BAFTAs that don't end up matching the Oscars, and it, it's just a sort of anomaly and. I could see that happening with Olivia Coleman. I think I, just just the fact that she's so beloved. Not only that, but she does give an incredible performance in a British film. So I think that that speaks volumes to British voters who will want to give a British actress this award. Yeah, I think um, if it, it's between her and Glenn Close. I know I've heard that the BAFTAs don't owe Glenn Close like the Academy, mm. but I still mm. think she's riding this wave. And this, it, it doesn't stop this respect across the water, you know. Uh, I, I can't really pick which one, but I mean, mm. obviously, Glenn Close wins. That's that. That's that race over for definite. Yeah, I I, I actually think this is going to go to Olivia Newman. Yeah. Um, because I think it's. I'm I'm hoping for a big night for the favorite, and I think it's going to have a big night. And I think, you know, beyond Golden Globe, she really hasn't won anything in a while. And I think, you know, it's her home turf in such a way. I do agree with you guys that Glenn Close, um, in a film that's not really that good, but a performance that shines above it. Yeah. Um, um, but I have to I have to give the Baptist a lot of credit here because this has one of my favorite nominations in all of award season uh, for Viola Davis and Widows. Yes. That we don't yes. talk about. Um, and that, that McQueen film has not gotten any love um, by virtually anyone. And her performance in that, I would say, is, in my opinion, way better than her performance in Fences that she won the Oscar for, um, because it actually gave her the film. It's her film. You know, she's the lead actress in it, and she's spectacular. And mm. uh, I know she's going to be, like, in the fifth spot, because she's that, you know, she's not, you know, she's got the Alicia Aparicio spot at like the Oscars, you know, or the, or the Emily Blunt. You know, we all have the top four everywhere else, except, um, you know, except for one spot everywhere else. And um, so I love that Davis performance. It's actually my favorite lead actress performance of the year. Uh, but I think it's going to go to Coleman and um, man, poor Lady Gaga. You know, she, <laughs> I th- I think we're gonna go back in history and we're gonna look at Lady Gaga as an as uh, she's gonna get that original song Oscar, but I don't really think anyone's one hundred percent taking that role seriously. Um, to me, when it's kind of like Mary G. Blige last year, yeah, you'll get nominated, but you're not realistically in the running for winning. Okay, Lead- leading actor. Um, so we've got Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Christian Bale for Vice, um, Rami Malek for something called Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know if anyone's seen that film. Uh, possi- <laughs> possibly not. It's it's a little, you know. Anyway, Steve Coogan for Stan and Ollie, and uh, Vigo for something else I haven't heard of called Green Book. For me, the Coogan thing is a little bit of an odd one. Yeah, um, that's I, a combination. I mean, he's he's. Lo- He's great in that film, but at the same time, I feel like that spot should have been taken up by another actor. I have no idea why, but I had him in my Gold Derby BAFTA nomination predictions. I just, I knew, I knew either John C. Riley or Steve Coogan was getting in. For some reason, I just had some weird inkling about that. So, I, I, as as surprising as it was, I think 
for whatever reason, they just had to stick another Brit in there, and he was mm. this year's chosen one for whatever reason. Yeah, that's true. It's a nice performance. I actually think John C. Riley gives the better performance yes, in that film. Yes, I so, do which too. Is, which is a shame that he wasn't the chosen nominee, but I suppose he's he's American and Steve Coogan is British, and you know. Yeah. No, no I, I. This is tough. This is a really tough one to pick because I think whoever wins this award is going to win Best Actor at the Oscars. I think personally I would pick Bale. I mean, as much as, you know, people don't like Bale, um, because... I, I like his performance in that film. And I think he gives a very great performance and that he becomes completely lost in that character. Um, mm. I'd, you know, I like, I, I like Bradley Cooper, but he kind of, I don't know if he gets out, sh- you know, shine, shone, shine. It's not, yeah, it's not really, by... it's not really about the performance though, is it? I mean, with everything that's gone on and not just the yeah. Oscar snub, but because he's, this is probably the award he can win if we're going to give something to Bradley Cooper for, for his time he's born. He was never going to win director. He's definitely not going to win it now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a really tough, tough one. I don't want Malik to win. <laughs> Bale, I found the Bale performance a very one note. I'm probably the one of the only people to say that. And obviously, Martinson is is a goner. I'm surprised he even got nominated. I just don't get that. I just don't get. It's like he's doing a really bad impersonation. You know, like, like Family Guy. It reminds me they... of the Hugh Grant oh, film. Yeah. You know, Nicky Blue Eyes. It reminded me of that. I'd like to see Bradley Cooper win, even though he's not my favourite, because that'll really stir up the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think perhaps, like yeah. he can go to win the Oscar as well to say, well, there you go. You know, whether it's again, it's not about the performance here, but if it was, uh, Christian Bale's probably probably the favourite. Well, that and he's never Christian Bale has never won a BAFTA, which is yeah. quite surprising because he he didn't win for the Fighter. So I I, I guess there's a, a slightly overdue owed angle to that if if the voters ever really buy into that sort of thing, but I. I, I the problem I guess I have with with that with BAFTA is you know he's playing a character who manipulated the British people British Parliament and ma- made the you know it was the cause of British soldiers dying he's playing a very unlikable character particularly in his connection to Britain and what happened during that period so mm-hmm. it's hard to celebrate that kind of role and and that, as you say like it shouldn't be about any of that it's about the performance but there's that angle of dick cheney being a very very poisonous name all around the world but particularly in the uk with everything that happened with the iraq war so freddie mercury is but yeah and, uh, a beloved yeah, icon yeah. a beloved british icon and win, yeah. but i think this is going to go to bail i think it's going to finally win that bafta and then we're going to have this narrative where well, Rami won, you know, SAG, and Bale won BAFTA, and Bale won Christian, or, you know, he won Critics' Choice, and you know, um, and then they both won Globes. So we'll have the split, and we'll get to talk about that. Because if Rami wins this, it's done. Yeah. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm rooting for Bale, and I think Bale's going to win that first BAFTA. Yeah. Okay, move, moving on. Uh, Supporting actress, we've got Amy Adams, Vice, Claire Fee for First Man, Emma Stone for The Favourite, Margot Robbie for Mary Queen of Scots, and Rachel 
I would say had last name wrong. Vice. 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 I say Vice. <laughs> it's getting confusing. Just because Amy, Amy Adams is nominated for Vice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not the favourite. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, this is a tough one, I think. Mm. I feel like this is really, really tough. Um, I don't. I think I... it's Rachel Vice. Do you think so? Yeah, I think by a mile as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. I, for obvious reasons, the, the film... The, the actress, beloved, beloved. Um, mm. Everybody's got their own favourite. Who's the favourite of those three? Mine changes every time I think about the film. It's, it's Emma Stone now. <laughs> oh, no, it's Rachel Weisz now, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a great supporting performance. Um, the other four, I just don't see any of them getting anywhere near. Emma Stone's probably second. Mm, that's what I was thinking. I don't know... Um... <laughs> I do feel like maybe Claire Boy might get some mm. attention just because mm. that film is quite loved by a lot of people but hasn't really been nominated for much else. And she She's was... the wonders for, for Britain on television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that means a lot to BAFTA, you know, because they, they yeah. into yeah. the TV and the film. So. Yeah, so I think perhaps maybe. I don't know. Just you'll you'll get good odds, good odds on Claire Foy, I think. I think with Rachel Weisz as well is that she she didn't win a BAFTA for Constant Gardner because she was in the leading actress category instead of supporting back then. So mm-hmm. she, I guess there's kind of that element of she's a little bit owed for mm. that. Um, so that certainly helps in her favour. Not having Regina King in this category, which is shameful, but that certainly helps uh, everyone in this category because she's the presumed Oscar front runner. So that's, you know, I, I, I don't see Amy Adams winning. I don't, I, again, I think vice works against her. Lynn Cheney comes across as poorly as her husband does in that mm-hmm. film. So that, even that's more so. not, it's even more so. Yeah. She's, she's the, the, the puppet master behind the man is in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's not, a, it's not a likable performance. Not that, Rachel Weisz's character is particularly <laughs> likable either, but there's uh-huh. that, that that thing that people call you know the winking devil, and that she you still she's doing terrible things, but you still love to watch her do do terrible things. So I, I think it's probably towards yeah. the end as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. yeah, as much yeah. As she's the most sympathetic at the end. Well, absolutely. Yeah, she, yeah. she got, gets booted out literally, basically, and has yeah. to come back. Yeah, so, uh, mm. Emma Stone at the end. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't feel sorry for Emma Stone at the end. No, 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 I just I was like, oh, Emma Stone, I I love you, but oh my God, your character, yeah. like she's so good in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think you know if Stone didn't win for La La Land, she would have probably this big narrative, yeah. and I yeah, think she would have. I think she would have be hand down the front runner, probably even beating mm. out Regina King. Um, but she's got, she's so recent. It's 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 very hard for her, um, and um, you know Adams. She couldn't even win a SAG for uh, her miniseries, let alone or, or a Globe, mm. let alone win against Regina. And then when they were all up against or, or not up against Regina at SAG, Emily Blunt won. So um, it goes to well, if if none of y'all can even beat each other or one of you take the lead uh, without Regina there to begin with. That's why everyone was like, oh, basically um, Emily Blunt's win means we're getting Regina King. 
And that's mm-hmm. not the case because I do agree with you. I think Rachel Weisz is going to win this. And she also had Disobedience that came out last year, and that's a, such a good film too. Yeah. Uh, um, and she's so well respected. She's one of the best actresses we have. Um, but out of all the people that I could see as an upset here, would actually be an outlier like Margot Robbie, who yeah. was just nominated for Itania, and and um, a lot of people have like caught on to that film and they like it a lot. I'm not a big fan of it, but I know a lot of people like Mary Queen of Scots, and they you know it's it is the Queen. She's the best, <laughs> she's the best thing about that film by far. Yes, so yes I was so is. happy to see her nominated. I was hoping. She would take the fifth spot at the Oscars, but I know that was a tough ask. But it was lovely to see. Her. I mean, she's the only Australian nominated at the Baftas this year, so I'm rooting for her naturally. Um, but she she absolutely deserves to be there. And yeah, if if especially if there's a voter split potentially between Rachel Vice and Emma Stone, then you could see someone like Margot Robbie steal it away. Okay, so moving on to best supporting actor. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard E. Grant. That's it. Uh, that's <laughs> there's oh, no God. more. There's no other nomination <laughs> nominees. Um, no, we've got Driver um, in Black Klansman, Ali in Green Book, Rockwell in Vice, and um, some some guy Timony Timony Shalley Shalami. Yeah, a beautiful boy. Um, I'm afraid I don't think he's going to walk away with that for beautiful boy but we need the Brit to win we need the Brit to win for, for it to be a Come real on. contest yeah. we really do but yeah. I honestly don't think the Green Book is, is as written as everyone says I think there's still chance but Grant has to win this BAFTA and he yeah. if you just if you have a Twitter account if you see what he's up to that alone if Benini can win for life is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 for making people laugh on the streets of LA, <laughs> this guy, this is a this is a, a true legend, and this is somebody who's a human being who is so happy to nominate, and you can see it. The, the Richard E. Grant, I'm telling you, is the real deal, and his performance I prefer to Mahershala yeah. Ali. But the Green Book thing again, it's not about performance, but it is between them two. And I'm only going to say Grant because it's the British Awards, mm-hmm. and he needs I, it. He needs it. Yeah. Yes, the Sam Rockwell. One really oh, that's a terrible <laughs> nomination. No, best, best cameo, best chicken eating cameo. No thanks. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like you know, I always love Rockwell, and no matter what uh, he's in, but it's just like it was just seemed so bad to me, and it's just like oh, this is just a really bad imitation. And it's a it's an yeah. SNL performance. It yeah. really you might just as well remind me of Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might as well just got Will Ferrell to art. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Adam Driver because I feel he's played like third fiddle to everyone this entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his performance, if you go back and watch Black Klansman and rewatch it like I did, everyone was taken away by Spike's direction and the story and John David Washington's breakthrough performance. But man, Driver is really good in that movie. And he's he's been one of our most consistent up and coming actors over the last couple of years, and I'd love to see him win something. But he's not winning the BAFTA or the Oscar. He's going to be one of those guys. That, he's going to be like Michael Shannon, where it's going to take like some career defining, extraordinary performance for them to win big awards. Well, Robin, I'm going to let you do the directors because there's lots of 
strange names um, <laughs> that I don't. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Spike Lee, for example. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I want you to do directors, if that's okay. Right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna ha hand over right. the card to you. Here are all the male. It's full uh, of um, it, well, it, it, male uh, British directors. Oh no, hang on, no, 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 no. <laughs> right, Spike Lee, Clansman, uh, Pavel Pavlikovsky, Cold War, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for the favourites. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, a Bradley Cooper for Star Wars. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Sir Bradley Cooper, um, as as he's known here. <laughs> Paul Bradley was... not getting his not getting his director, uh, you know, nomination. You know, and he's so what what was the word, Doug? He's so embarrassed. Embarrassed. Yeah, God yeah. forbid. Bloody clickbait nonsense. <laughs> But what yes, a what a lineup! Cool. Apart from Cooper, I mean, what a lineup those four. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Any other year, they all win. Oh, I, I love Cold War. I, oh, yeah. It's just. I, I love Cold such a good nomination. I just feel like you know I would like Spike Lee to win this just mm -hmm. because this would be. Mm. That would, that would shake things up a bit. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What about what about Yorgos? Anybody? Do you guys think he has a shot I, here? I had Cold War got into. I'm surprised it didn't. Had it not had it got nominated for best film, Pavlikovsky mm. would have been a really good choice to, to win the best director because they don't always go with picture anyway. But it's Lanthimos or Quaron, I think. And like we said before about the favourite, if if Yorgos does win. I still think that the narrative is with Alfonso. Uh, if Spike Lee wins, you're going to get the, the... I'm going to do these speech marks. Experts <laughs> pushing that Spike Lee can still win that Oscar. I don't think he's going to win the Oscar. <laughs> I think he's going to win the screenplay. And I think he's going to get a standing ovation anyway. Yeah, um, that's his moment. That, yeah, I don't, that, uh, that's I, don't moment. I don't see that. I don't think he's going to win anything. <laughs> I feel bad for him because I think... Embarrassed, you know, I he, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see. I, I mean, I, I know everyone's like, "Oh, let's just give him screenplay," and it'd be kind of like Jordan Peele last year. But I'm I'm still thinking he's going to lose out on screenplay. I think it's he's going to walk best, home. Indeed. One of the best screenplays as well. I think it's genuinely a great, oh, yeah. really good script. I think it's better than um, if Beale Street could talk, which is probably the 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 other one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's what I have winning. So. You know, and Black Klansman's probably going to win something. Yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually, I have Black Klansman right now winning Best Picture. Um, so that would be what Spike wins. Um, and I've had, I've had that since October. So I'm not dying on that pick. I'm just going to die on, I'll die on the hill if it loses to Green Book or to Roma. But it's a, it's a pick that I've had and, and, and it hasn't, and it's gone up, it's gone down, but I'm moving from it yet. Um, shall we do any others, or are you happy with just the big ones? Um, what I will say is the, I know that nobody's going to talk about the shorts, but for, I don't know if it's outside of the UK, but the, all the BAFTA shorts you can watch on Cares and Home Cinema. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it's like, I think it's like £5. I don't know if it's outside of the UK, but anyone listening that's in the UK, if, you know, it's £5, you get, it's worth watching them all. But the shorts are always, I'm always really looking forward to that. So, you know, don't yeah. neglect the short films as much as you probably don't. Yeah. You're going to have a cup of tea with that song, but, you know, watch them and 
take a break from yeah, all these they feature deserve, film controversies. Exactly. They deserve our sort of attention too because that's where the new up and coming talent often mm. emerges from. Do you guys have like um any thoughts on rising star award and who that could go to? Ooh. I always get Ooh. it I really I always get it wrong when I predict I always get it yeah. wrong. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard yeah. one with that. The public vote. It's hard. Yeah. Because mm. yeah, we all I thought it was going to be Chalamet last year, and then yeah. I, I think um, I would love to see yeah. Cynthia and Revo win. I yes. would really love to, because I think it, it's especially what she's got coming up. She's certainly someone to watch, and made a huge stamp on last year. I mean, not not in performances enough to kind of break in to be nominated for either, but. Yeah, what what she the the promise. If you're looking at someone who has the most promise, I think she shines above all five. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think possibly Jessie Buckley might. Yeah, be. the English audiences are, are aware of her more than any of the others. Mm. Barry Keegan has only he's kind of been around a while, so yeah, I, I, I think that was a weird nomination. Very yeah. weird. He might not. I don't know. But with the Landimus mm-hmm. Landimus connection as well. Um, Killing of a sacred deer, you, you know, you're looking at him getting a bit of momentum, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. tough, tough to call. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went to Letitia Wright because of the Black Panther love, and they want to award that yeah. film something because it's not a, nominated for anything above the line at Baptist, and um, she's really good in that movie too. And, um, it is open to the the public to vote. Yeah. So, so uh, maybe so the black. That's probably the yeah, the point. She's love. She's lovable, and she's you know that that's and she's you know she's young as well. So that's, that's probably the biggest name in yeah on here. Mm. So if it went to the if it goes to the public's vote, you know Black Panther love right there. Oh, oh, we'll find out very soon, and yeah. then God knows what will happen. I, I think hell <laughs> might freeze over or something, or the world will explode. <laughs> Because they don't, they don't get shown live in us. It's the only awards all season that don't get shown live in Australia. We we have to wait. It's shown on BBC here, but at uh, my Monday night, I'll get to watch them. At, at stupid o'clock. Or well, at eight eight thirty p.m. because uh, they hold it, but they hold it back for prime time. But I think it takes place at like four a.m. my time. But they don't they don't even show them live here. I don't even get the option we, we of, of waking it, up. We don't even get it live. We, we oh yeah, yeah, I didn't think about so. About an hour yeah. later, I think. Well, we don't. Right. So you can go on Twitter, find out the winners, but and find out. It's a, it's a bloody nightmare. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be live tweeting the BAFTA. So if you don't, if you are in the UK or wherever, you don't want to know. Don't unfollow me on Twitter. Just don't go on Twitter for a while because everybody's going to be doing it. And the last thing I'll say is a lot of the films for the again British audiences like Beast, the, I forgot the name of the documentary, McQueen, they're all a BFI player, go watch them.